Welcome to Across the Pond WNBA Podcast, part of the Across the Pond Sports Network. Don't forget to check us out on social media and on our website, atpsports.net. Now over to your hosts of Across the Pond WNBA Podcast, Michelle Snow and James Scott. Hello and welcome to Across the Pond WNBA. We are back for another episode. Welcome, Erin Jones. How are you doing? I'm doing great and I'm really happy to be here. So from there... See, I think it's it, especially to put something online because obviously we, we live in an age of social media yeah, where, yeah. you know, you, you get a-holes around that, you know, yeah, yeah, make, yeah. make comments that are unnecessary yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And um, women athletes, especially um, mm-hmm. for some reason, uh, get trolled a lot. Um, there's a, a, a female Scottish football soccer player mm-hmm. that plays uh, for Crystal Palace. And I remember reading her um article once where part of her morning routine is that she will go into her social media and delete mm-hmm. all the trolling comments mm-hmm. and the trolling dms and stuff yeah. and then she'll go back to social media later that day and do a similar thing and i'm just like yeah. like surely you don't live in a world like that so i think it's yeah. actually quite courageous that you were able to put that together yeah. and on instagram or wherever you want to put it really uh-huh. um and mm-hmm. put that out because I think young girls need to know that they can ask for help and boys as well need to know that they can ask for help, which is why I think people like Liz Cambage or um, Kevin Love, when when people like Mm -hmm. you and them come out and say, look, you know, it is okay to ask for help. I think that's good because I think sometimes we live as a society, like you said, I don't know, ask for help. People are going to look at me differently. People are going to treat me differently. And I think what you find is nine times out of 10, like the people that are close to you, if you go to them and you go to that kind of support system, mm-hmm. they're not going to treat you any differently at all. Yeah. More, more they're yeah. going to be more supportive, if anything else. Right. Um, right. And I think that's that's quite an important message. And I'm glad you're able to do that. We'll, we'll post the link on okay. our social yeah. media and our show notes for the show. Um. But for college, getting how, how did that how did that experience help you kind of finish off that that year in Florida? Yeah, so I just I saw like a huge I don't know if it was like one point nothing there's no really like one point in time where I like saw just this change in myself, but I saw I did end up seeing like this transformation from me being this negative person with a terrible mindset that you know I wasn't good enough to being myself again, being happy, being positive. Um, So there wasn't one point in time where I saw that, but I think gradually it ended up getting better. I got back to being myself. Um, But I think what really helped me overcome what I did was my support system, of course, but also at this time, I still have the goal of playing overseas, regardless of how that season was going. I had my eye set on that the whole time. So I was focused on that um and then doing what I had to to get there um so I think that also really helped me so another piece of advice I would give to other people is try to find things that you can focus on that it might be outside of your sport too it might have nothing to do with your sport but other things that you enjoy or things that make you happy um and just do those things or do things if you have a goal in mind do things that will get you there um, and to me, that was huge because it also gave me somewhat of somewhat of a distraction where I was able to focus on the near future 
um, which was trying to find an agency, get, you know, make a highlight tape if I needed one. Um, and then things kind of worked out from there too. They did. And like you, you obviously finished out college and then mm -hmm. now you have to explain this one to me. So you yeah. were born, what, New Jersey? Yep, New Jersey. So how do you go from New Jersey to yep. Greece playing for GB, for Great Britain? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's like a whole, like, it was a whole year of, like, transformation. What helped me, though, was, of course, I, I also got my British passport a couple years ago. So my dad is from England, um, born and raised in Winchester. Um, and so I got my British passport a couple years ago. So that's why I was able to play for a GB. Um, I was able to travel to Portugal, travel to Greece, which it was a great experience. And it was one that I've never really, I never really thought I could do that or I never had sight on that. Um, so that's a whole other experience and an opportunity that I had that you know, I I didn't think I would have had in the past. And going from where where you were, that, yeah, that last year in Florida, asking for help, having that support system, still having that goal, still having mm -hmm. the goal like I want to mm -hmm. play overseas, and then kind of like you said, kind of becoming back to your kind of normal self, happy and and yeah. everything else, and positive, like how much like if, if say for example like you hadn't asked for help like do you think gb would have happened do you think playing overseas would have happened or do you think actually you might have just been done with basketball and and yeah regretted that massively and that that potentially could have made things worse yeah i i think i if i didn't ask for help i think i wouldn't be here i think i would be somewhere in back in new jersey i don't think i'd be playing basketball anymore um, cause I do think that was a turning point for me. Um, because there were, there were multiple times where I had told my family, I had told Christina Bacon, I had told some of my teammates, like, I don't want to play anymore. Like I'm not having fun. This is, it's only, this is only hurting me as much as I have loved basketball and worked so hard. I was not benefiting from it at this time. So I really, I really was considering, quitting and leaving but at the same time I couldn't get myself to do that because I wanted to push through I didn't want to quit regardless of how this season was going how I was feeling um so I did stick it out too um but yeah I definitely had multiple thoughts multiple conversations I remember I was I was doing the math because of I'm on you know full scholarship so I'm not paying for my classes for school at all um, but I did the math and I was like, I think it was like 13,000 or something that I would have to pay for the last semester. And I was like, do I have that much in my bank account? So like, if I do quit, then I'll pay for it. And it's like, that's how I knew I really was considering it to, you know, to get rid of that full scholarship and pay for my schooling to then be in debt. So I was, that's how I knew. But yeah, I think asking for help and then having that help and support really pushed me to being able to stick it out. Um, and then, yeah, it kind of went up from there too. It's amazing how like one word, one four letter word yeah. can change yeah. like your whole trajectory um, yeah. and yeah. change that. And I think that's important to tell people as well. Like 
as much as we may feel down and like I think everybody at some point in their life um you know goes through something similar yeah and and whatever they're doing and they just you know they feel like they're in a rut and they don't know how Mm -hmm. to get out of it and Mm -hmm. you know that four-letter word help Mm-hmm. um it can go such a long way and yeah. you can see like what it's done for you and, and the kind of trajectory that it changed you on you end up in Portugal and in Greece playing yeah. for GB uh when when did because obviously I, I wasn't aware that your, your dad was British um, yeah 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 so, so when did it it come to kind of light that you know maybe I could play in the UK yeah I think I think the goal for me, it started somewhat late, actually. I think it was the uh, maybe like my last year at Rhode Island. So when I was having a good year was when I really had that goal, like, okay, I can actually play overseas. Um, and then I think at the end of the season of the last year at North Florida, I was, you know, I was doing all my research about um, how does this whole overseas process happen? I had no idea. I didn't know anything about it. So I was doing so much research. Um, but I started DMing, messaging, emailing a bunch of agencies, um, just hoping somebody would get back to me. And I knew it would be tough just being in my position, um, having three years where I don't play to two good years. And then one year where everything changed and everything went down um, drastically. So I knew that that would be somewhat tough to kind of explain and then to also try to get someone to help just believe in me and believe that I can play in the UK. And then I ended up signing with scores first agency, um, Ty Shaw. He was great from the beginning. Um, and he really believed in me despite having really a, honestly a terrible season last year, um, which is another thing that is huge. I feel like everybody that plays in college, like I think everybody thinks you need to have, these great stats, all this great film to play professionally overseas, which you do have to be somewhat good, of course. Like you can't, you have to be somewhat good. But like looking at last year, I think I shot the three and I'm known as a shooter. I shot the three from like 17%, and which is unheard of. And then I think I averaged like one point a game, maybe two rebounds. And so, and I probably played like 12 minutes a game. And it's like, I went from nothing, but I still made it here. Um, so I think that's another huge thing is you don't have to have like these amazing stats and you don't have to get a double double every game. And same with the D2 and D3. I think people think, you know, you can only play overseas if you go to D1 school, which definitely is not true. It obviously will help if you go to a division one school, but you could still get overseas from just playing well D2 and D3 too. So I think that's another huge thing too. I think as well, like, you can be in a Div 1 school and be a bench ender, or you can yeah. be in a Div 2 school and be a starter playing like the majority yeah. of the minutes. Yeah. And if you're a, a coach abroad and you send a film over and it's like, hang on, each game you're playing, you're playing like two minutes against, yeah. oh, here you're playing Div 2 and you're playing 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's a huge, huge difference. Um, yeah. So you, and th- this is the cool thing because obviously you you then you played for GB you're mm-hmm. flying I take it at this point like in terms of your shoulder you're feeling really good yeah I feel a lot better um I was definitely able that was one thing I was working on last summer um before I actually came over here was my shoulder 
Um, and it's still not 100% yet, but it's getting better. And so I'm going to just keep on working on that. Um, but obviously, I have my confidence back. And that's the most important thing. And I'm still able to do everything I can um, before the surgery, too. Awesome. And then you, you, how, how does the Caledonia Gladiators come along? Because um, obviously, it's a, it's a new franchise. They, they were mm-hmm. um, called the Caledonia Pride before. And yep. like, in terms of that offer, did that just come through the agency? Or, or was that something you went and seeked out yourself? Yeah, so I got that through my agent um, as well. Um, so I was kind of stuck at one point between Caledonia Gladiators and another team in Portugal. But I essentially decided on the Gladiators because I just had this great, I just was getting this great vibe and this just family atmosphere vibe from the people I talked to. And I was like, I know this is new. Um, it's a whole new team. They're rebuilding, of course, but at the same time, I've been through that multiple times in college. So I kind of am already, you know, I know what to expect with, with this kind of thing. So um, I had some experience when it came to the whole rebuilding process. Um, And it was, it was a great decision to come here. I, I think I, I think I got lucky and I think I definitely, I know I definitely chose right when I decided to come here. And then you got here and you see what the weather was like. Yeah. You must've felt like you were at home. Yeah, yeah, pretty much back in New Jersey. <laughs> and and since you've been here, um, and it's funny, like you mentioned, like this kind of family orientated kind of mm-hmm. kind of team. Um, obviously in Scotland, Scotland has one professional, well, yeah. two professional teams, one on the men's side, one on the women's side, and so there is not a massive thing for us to have professional teams. But in terms of you, kind of coming here get second on the uniform for the first time uh, and being able to say I'm a professional basketball player mm-hmm. like when was the kind of I've I've made it kind of moment happen in your head where it was kind of like wow I'm I'm actually here and I'm doing this yeah I think I think for me it started when I signed the contract of course that made it official and then just like leaving home, getting in the airport, saying bye to my family, getting on that plane and and coming over here. I think that's when it really hit me. Um, of course, putting on the jersey was a huge part. Photo shoot with the jersey on was a huge part. Um, but yeah, there are definitely many moments where I'm like, oh, like I can actually tell people I'm a professional basketball player. Like it's not actually like just a dream I have now. I'm actually living it. And it actually became a reality. So I think that's the cool part and just being able to see where I came from to where I am now. Like that's one thing I'll always be proud of about myself is just, just what I was able to do and where I am now. No, that's awesome. And I think that's really cool that you've, you've been through so much adversity through, through college. Yeah. Um, always wasn't always a, a, the best of experiences. COVID happened. Um mm-hmm, mm-hmm that obviously happened for, for a lot of people and um, everyone yeah. kind of can probably relate to that. But I think it's that, that injury part dealing with that. Uh, and then obviously the mental side of that, where, you know, what's next kind of thing, where, where can I go from here? And I think, like I said before that, that four letter word help, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. L- look where it's taken you. Um, and, and I think that's the thing that sometimes when you don't feel great about things, 
and, and things aren't going your way, like yeah. sometimes you can't always see what's around the corner. Um, and Absolutely. I think I think you've been able to to help yourself um, mm-hmm. to to get to where you are now. Um, and I think that's pretty awesome that you've made it all the way across the pond. Um, to, the pond. To, to, to play for for the gladiators. Yeah. And like you say, it's a kind of family orientated club. Um, yeah. They are are doing so much in the communities just now, which mm-hmm. is is great to see. Um, how have you found that, like getting used to the accents and stuff? Because, like, even <laughs> for as small as country as we are, um, yeah, like you can go from forty miles west of where I am, and the accent is exceptionally different. Um. Okay. The first day I got here. I was very overwhelmed and I wasn't sure what I got myself into because of the accent. So I was right away, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to learn to kind of understand things better. Um, That was honestly probably the most challenging part. And there are some people where they have heavier accents. So I like, I really have to focus. And then I start to feel bad where I say, excuse me, like three times. And then I just end up saying, yeah, or nodding my head just, to pretend like I understood um, but I'm getting better with that but there are certain times where I really don't understand but we're working on it and it is definitely different at first um, but yeah it's I'm getting used to it I'm definitely getting used to it it's it's the Scottish mumble where we like yeah. we talk really like under our breath and we're like blah, 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 blah. that's the tough one uh, that I find Americans yeah. have the most issue with. <laughs> yes, yeah. especially you... when people. Yeah, especially when people talk fast too. So you add the mumbling, you add talking fast, and the accent all in one. Yeah, that's trouble for me. <laughs> trouble for for many people. Um, yes, yeah, it really is. Not even just Americans. Um, yeah. <laughs> and since you've been playing here, how mm-hmm. have you found the the standard here? Have you kind of fitted in quite well and? Like, how, how has that gone for you so far? Yeah, I think, honestly, even off the court, like, I came here right away. First couple of days are tough, of course. Um, but that first, like, week, within that first week, I already felt super comfortable. I felt very welcomed with open arms by the coaches, by the club members, by my teammates, of course. So I think I'm also huge into relationships with people. So having a good relationship with, the coaches, teammates, everybody in this club, within the community, that's huge for me. And that's what I want in a club. And that's that's what I think can really help us excel um, if we have that connection, especially on the court. And I mean, the season we've been doing pretty well. I think um, we've had, I personally have been out for a little bit dealing with after effects of a concussion. So hopefully I'll be back soon. Um but yeah, we have we have games tomorrow, tough couple of games ahead of us. Um, and but we're excited for the rest of the season. We we honestly didn't even play that many games this first part due to just games being postponed or canceled or whatever it was. So we have a bunch more games to play and we're just super excited to to see what we can do. And it's also exciting because um, like we haven't even all played with each other yet. Because um, I've been out for some time and we've had some other injuries, some other illnesses. So we haven't even had all of us play together yet. And I think that's what's exciting. And we haven't even come close to reaching our full potential yet. And in all fairness, like you, you say it's been okay. You guys are six and two. So yeah, it, it's, yeah. It, yeah it, it's, it's a pretty yeah. good start to, to the season yes, um, for sure. 
Um, and I think you've got a game in hand against a couple of teams, um, a yeah. couple of games in hand against Seven Oaks. Yeah. So um, London Lions, though, they, they've obviously got the big target on their back. They're playing yeah. in Euro Cup and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, looking forward into the future, mm-hmm. um, obviously London Lions have made this big step into Euro Cup. Mm-hmm. I mean, that only British basketball is on the up. Um, yeah. So coming yeah. to coming here is is probably a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. I would imagine. And like, could you see more teams be included in Euro Cup? Uh, if, if London Lions do quite well in Euro Cup, um, mm-hmm. and you know, we start getting more teams like the Caledonia Gladiators in Euro Cup, yeah. that'd be pretty awesome. That that would be some kind of legacy to leave as well. Yeah, and that's definitely our goal too. Our goal is to get to Euro Cup and I don't know when it will be, but that's definitely our goal and that's definitely something we can do too. Oh, definitely. I'm looking forward to that. Um, now, such a journey that you've been on, um, yeah. it, it's pretty mental and, and you're here now. Well, yeah. Are your parents going to get over for a game? If, have they been over already? Yeah, they haven't been over yet, but I think they're going to come and try and come in March and see a couple games. Um, I want to show them Scotland a little bit. Um, so that'll be exciting. And I'm trying to get my sister to come too, but I don't know. She's pretty busy at home. Uh, but yeah, it'll be nice to show them kind of my life now as a professional athlete and what the life is like here in Scotland. Your dad's probably like, oh, do we really have to go back? <laughs> I know. He's been here too many times. <laughs> he's probably like, oh, come on, I've seen it all yep. before. Yep, I've, seen the, absolutely. I've seen the castles, I've seen the hills. They yep. all look the he's same. He's used to all of it. Yep. <laughs> the rain. Uh, March, March probably, probably isn't the best time. You might want to bring them in the summer. Maybe a little bit yeah. nicer. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, sure. it'll, it'll, it'll be cool to have them over um, yeah. as well because, like, obviously your family, so it'd be nice to see them. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got used to driving on the wrong side of the road yet? Yeah, I would say yeah. Um, I Okay, it took me a little bit at first to get used to it. Even just like getting in the car, I the beginning I was really bad at it. I would get in the wrong side of the car, which is what I'm used to at home, obviously. Um, and then I just, I feel really embarrassed because then I have to close the door, walk around, and I just hope nobody sees that I do that. Um, but it's okay. Um, but I have gotten better. I'm more used to it now. It's not as weird. The roundabouts I can handle. Um, but that first couple months I was like, what did I get myself into? I was like, this is hard, but yeah, no, I'm okay now. I'm good now. That's good. Um, the tough part must be having a car that actually has a gear stick. That, that must be pretty tough. Well, actually mine, luckily for us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I was going to say, if if it had the stick shift, I don't know if I could do that, if I'm being completely honest. But the automatic, yes, yes. We're lucky. Oh, we got lucky. <laughs> to be fair, like, this one thing I enjoy about driving in America, it's an automatic car. So yeah, I can yeah. just, like, sit there. It's, and it's nice fine. and easy. Nice yes, and easy. Exactly. Especially when you're in an interstate for, like, four hours. It'd be fine. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then. Right, let's, let's finish up on a couple of things. So um, eventually, at some point, um, Kathy and Colbert will take some some time off from the WNBA, and mm-hmm. what she's decided is that she's going to come across the pond and send you the opposite way for mm-hmm. a day. And what she's going to say to you is, you can change anything that you want about the WNBA to make it better. Um, and anything you change has to stay. She can't change it back. Um, so, what would be the one thing that you would change about the WNBA now that would make it better 
for the future? The first thing that comes to mind is, which I think is huge, is I would add more teams. I would definitely add more teams. I think there are, there's so much talent in all across the world that I think we could have more teams with the players that we have. Um, and I, that would really just grow the game. Um, I think that's, I think that would be huge. Obviously, if you have teams closer to you, you're more willing to drive out to see a game, to become a fan. That's how you get more fans too. If there's more teams, you'll have more fans. Um, and then obviously more fans, more money. Um, so it's kind of all just the domino effect from there. So I think having more teams just with the, the talent, there's so many good players that might not make a team when they really should just because of the roster spots and the lack of teams. So that's definitely, that is definitely something that I would change. So last year there was 140 spots. Sorry, there was 143 spots mm -hmm. available in the WNBA. They only used 140. And we found out that this year there will be extra games. Mm -hmm. so we're getting a, a lengthier season. And there have been some cities that have been mentioned that, that would yep. potentially have a team in it. So they yep. are talking about this. Yep. Um, which city would you like to see a team in? Hmm, that's a tough one. I'm, you know, from Florida, not from Florida, but I would honestly, I want to say Miami. I want to say Miami. Miami. Well, Miami. Um, and I take it their first signing would be Aaron Jones because she wants to go back to Florida absolutely. weather. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm included too. <laughs> right. Awesome. So Kathy needs to set up a team in Miami and Aaron yeah. Jones is the first signing on that team. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Uh, right, yeah. then, we'll, we'll get you on it, on this. A uh, little bit of fun. Um, sports, movies, documentaries. We ask our guests every now and again to, to give us their top five, from five down to one being their best. Um, and it's usually quite interesting, some of the, the sports <laughs> movies and documentaries that come out. Um, there's, no, there's no Will Farrell in this, is there? In your no, five. No, no. Don't thank, worry. No, don't God. worry. We're safe. Um, We're safe. Thank God. Uh, right then. Wh what is your number five? Number number five being the best or the worst? Being the best. Well, the, the, the worst. Number one's the best. Yeah. Okay. Number five. I'm going. Love and basketball. I think. I think an that's an all. Yeah, it is an oldie. I don't know why I like it so much. And I, I think some people also would disagree with me on this, but I think I just like it. I like it a lot. But, okay, moving up, number four would be Remember the Titans. I love that movie. I'm big into also football movies. I love football movies. Of course, basketball too. Um, number three, so we're moving up here. I would say... 42 actually 42 that's a big one that's a huge love thing. that baseball movie yeah and and i love the story behind it and everything too so that's a really good one um number two i have to go with coach carter and number one has to be the classic the hoosiers the all-time favorite is the hoosiers um so my nickname at work at one point was coach carter um because I 
coached basketball because I'd stopped playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that film. So I, like, I didn't even take it yeah. as an insult, to be fair. Um, <laughs> the love and basketball one, like that, that is an, like a, an underrated basketball film. Yes, I me. agree. Because um, I, I, I watched it years and years ago because I think it's probably early 2000s, maybe. Uh, um, yeah. So I, I, I was a big fan of that. And 42 with Chadwick Boseman is yeah. immense. Um, yes. Love that. It was actually my dad said, have you not seen that yet? And I was like, eh, I don't think so. Because obviously in the UK, yeah. when it comes to American sports films, unless it's yeah. like Space yeah. Jam or something, we don't Right, really, right, of course. It's not as if they come out here and do tours on it or anything. Right. Um, or do any kind of media. So it's usually through friends and family I find out about sports yeah. films. Um, that is a good list, though. Hoosiers as well. I think so. I was a big Hoosiers fan. I, I've watched that multiple multiple times so too many times for yeah, me too many pro- times yeah i'm probably the same um but thank you so much Aaron, for coming on and sharing your story if people want to follow you where can they find you you can find me you can find me on twitter you can find me on instagram um instagram is Aaron jones 13 also give my next level hoops account a follow too that is next level dot hoops where I'll be showcasing my journey a little bit more. You'll have more of an insight on what I've been through, what I've overcome, and just other high school, college, pro um, advice as well. No, that is absolutely awesome. Um, Thank you so much for coming on and and sharing your story. Um, It's really great that you are comfortable to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it will help a lot of people. Um, Maybe not right at this moment in time. Right. In but, the future, even. But yeah. in, in the future, like people know that, you know, maybe somebody has been through something similar that they are maybe yeah. going through then um, and kind of refer back to this and and, yeah. and to your uh, next level hoops as well. So yeah, uh, we'll pop all the links on our social media and on our show notes. So people, if you want to um, follow Erin, you can do so. And obviously the Caledonia Gladiators um, as well. And we'll pop some links on there. And if you want to see Aaron play, um, you can go and see them. I think your next home game is in Sterling, I'm going to say. Um, I'm pretty sure. I looked at it. I'll earlier. take your word. I'll take I, your I, word. I, I think it's there. Um, <laughs> but it'll be pretty cool when you get, because they're making a, a purpose-built arena in East Bride. So mm-hmm. yep. um, eventually um, you will move down there and all your home yep. games will be there which would yeah. be pretty awesome, I think, especially yeah. for, for, for a place like East Kilbride to have that there. Yeah, it'd be um, huge. Huge. Yeah. Um, and again, doing so much in the community, which is is great to see. But and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. It's great to be here. You've been listening to Across the Pond WNBA podcast. Please follow, rate, and review our podcast and check out atpsports.net to see the guests we have coming up and keep checking back to listen to our latest episodes.